The Lion King was a record-breaking animated film by Disney that came out in 1994, and this movie shook the movie industry forever. It was the highest-grossing film of 1994 and the second-highest-grossing film up until that time, only behind Jurassic Park. The film is actually still the highest-grossing traditionally animated film of all time. It received two Academy Awards, as well as the Golden Globe Award for the Best Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. Overall, it's a great film, and it's record-breaking. In the movie, we follow a young lion cub named Simba, the young son of the current Lion King, Mufasa. Look, Simba. Everything the light touches is our kingdom. And Simba is the heir to the lion throne. Well, King Mufasa has a brother named Scar. Why, if it isn't my big brother descending from on high to mingle with the commoners. Scar has a deep desire to become the next Lion King. And we see just how deep his desire is to gain power when he kills his own brother Mufasa. He then convinces a young Simba that it was Simba's fault. It was his fault. And he leaves him in the jungle to die. Simba doesn't die, though. He actually grows up away from his pack. And he's raised by our good friends Timon and Pumbaa. When he was a young warthog. When I was a young warthog. Very nice. And they raise him to see the ease of a life with no worries, not worrying about anybody or anything around you. But this is until the brave Nala comes and finds Simba. Nala is actually part of the pack that Simba was raised in. And after a beautiful rendition of Can You Feel the Love Tonight, Nala lets Simba know that the animal kingdom is in ruin after Scar became the Lion King. There's no more food, there's no more water, and Scar does not care for anything. He doesn't care for the lions or the animals. He only cares about his power. So Simba needs to come back and take his rightful place on the throne. Today, we are reading chapter 10 of the Gospel of John, where Jesus warns us about people who come in to take the power the wrong way and for the wrong reasons. Jesus says, Truly, truly, I say unto you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the gatekeeper opens. Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Basic Bible Babe podcast. I'm your Basic Bible Babe, Brooke Ashley, and I'm not a theologian, but chances are you aren't either. But you don't have to be one to understand and fall in love with the Bible. So here, the goal is simple, to motivate each other to move past those things that stop us from reading the Bible and to become a people that understand and appreciate the Bible for what it is, incredible. So remember, the Word of God is for you and it's relevant to your life today. Let's dive in. Welcome to my basic Bible babes and bros. How are you doing today? I have wanted to say that line since the first day I started this podcast 
since before I started my podcast, I was like, this is going to be my tagline. I'm going to say this and it's going to be how I intro every episode. Well, here we are seven episodes in and I definitely have not done that. I'm going to try really hard to make it a thing. Today, I want to give a shout out to my listeners. I check my like stats on Buzzsprout way, way, way too much. Buzzsprout is the host that I use to um, post my podcast. And I check my stats on there just to see and learn about my listeners. And I learn a lot of cool things on there. I learn like where you're from and what days you listen. I don't know exactly who you are. So if you're like, oh, can she see my... No, I can't see your name or anything. I just can tell like where my listeners are from and what days they listen and little things like that. And it's so interesting to me. So I want to let you guys know a little bit. I want to let you guys into a little insight on my stats, okay? So what I've learned is that most of my listeners are from the United States. There's no surprise there. So shout out to all my United States listeners, but there's also a couple in Canada and Mexico. So hello to all my Canadian friends and hola to all of my Mexican friends. I am really excited to have you here. I am now going to shout out my top five cities. This is the top five cities that listen to the Basic Bible Bay podcast. And if you are in one of these five cities, shout out to you. You guys are great. I'm so happy to have you here. So at number five, we have Dallas, Texas. Hello to Dallas, Texas. I'm so happy you're here. At number four, we have Houston, Texas. Jeez Louise. Texas, y'all are awesome. Y'all are too big for your own good. At number three, we have Phoenix, Arizona. I'm so happy to have all my Phoenix friends here. Thank you guys for listening. I'm so sorry. It's so hot where you are. I'm praying for y'all. At number two, we have San Diego, California. An overall perfect city, great weather, great people, Um, I'm happy you're here. And at number one, can I have a drum roll, please? Los Angeles, California. That is so great. I am from Los Angeles County. I expect nothing less of my Los Angeles people. I really want to say thank you for joining us. You know, people have a lot to say about California, right? And, you know, they don't love God. Well, here you guys are showing up and showing out. Los Angeles, I'm so happy you're here and that you're listening. Whatever city you're from, I would like to shout you out. If you're one of one from your city, that's even cooler, right? You're the only one listening in your city. I think that's tight. So thank you guys. Whatever city you're from, thank you for listening. Lastly, I think it would be fun to acknowledge the day that you listen. There's a variety of days that people listen, but today I want to give a special shout out to a specific day where I always see a spike in listens. And it's surprising to me. I don't know what it is about this day, but let's shout you guys out. I want to give a shout out to my Tuesday listeners, to all the people who listen on Tuesdays. I guess Tuesday is kind of a day that a lot of people really get stuff done, right? Because Monday is like the day that you recover after, you know, your super long, crazy weekend. And Monday's the day where you're like, oh, and you don't really want to listen to podcasts, right? But Tuesday... Y'all coming through. So shout out to all my Tuesday basic Bible bros and babes. I see you. But whatever day you listen, wherever you're listening from, I just want to let you guys know I appreciate you guys. And I may not be able to see you specifically, but I look at you guys all the time on my best route stats because um, it makes me feel more connected to you. So thank you guys. Let's 
dive into the episode. The suggested reading was John chapter 10. Where we left off was with the healed blind man acknowledging that Jesus is Lord and worshiping him. And Jesus calls the Pharisees blind. So now Jesus is speaking to the people and he says the opening scripture that we talked about in the intro. This is basically what he's saying. He's saying, listen to what I'm saying, guys, because it's important. That's how I interpret truly, truly I say unto you, right? Truly, truly I say unto you. In other words, listen to me. This is important. If someone does not enter the sheep pen through the gate, which is the proper way, but instead they enter another way, like jumping the fence or breaking the gate, then you can know that that person is a thief. You can tell who the shepherd is if they enter through the gate because they have been given access to the gate. And once again, this was the scripture that we read in the intro. And this reference definitely gives me Lion King vibes because what Jesus is trying to say is that when someone comes to power through the improper way, through politics, through power grabs, and not by God opening the door for them, they are a crook. Jesus is calling them crooks. He's calling them thieves. We can think of the thief like Scar. Scar, what was Scar's motives? He was just hungry for power. He wanted to be in charge. He thought it was his rightful place. Well, I was first in line until the little hairball was born. That hairball is my son and your future king. Oh, I shall practice my curtsy. Don't turn your back on me, Scar. Oh, no, Mufasa. Perhaps you shouldn't turn your back on me. He was hungry for authority and prestige. So much so that he was willing to do crazy things. He murdered. He was corrupt. And what Jesus is trying to get the people to realize is that the Pharisees and the people in charge have gotten there not because they have been called by God, but because they have used political power or corrupt things to place them there. They did not enter by the sheep's gate but they entered by other corrupt means. They jumped the fence. Jesus entered through the sheep's gate. He has been given access to the gate by God. This is such an important scripture, you guys. And there's so many different ways that it can be broken down. I love that the Bible is speaking to us because yes, Jesus is using the scripture to refer to himself as the Messiah, but it's also a good scripture for different means of leadership. It also applies to platforms and positions of power. I've heard the question asked so many times, how do I get to minister on big platforms? How do I gain a big following or power? And I'm not shaming anyone who asks this question. It's natural of us to want these things. I totally understand the desire. I have that desire sometimes, but it's time that we reassess these questions because God gives platforms. Listen to that. God gives platforms. God gives power. And if it's not given by God and we try to gain it through artificial ways, we become thieves like the Pharisees, like Scar. So when we ask these questions, oh, what methods can I use to be on these platforms? We have to be careful that we aren't trying to become thieves and crooks. We should not be seeking things like power and platform like the Pharisees did. And I know that this is such a hard pill to swallow. And like I said, I'm not shaming anybody. 
I want these things. We want these things, but it's time that we reassess what we want, right? Is this kingdom minded? We should not be seeking things like power and platform like the Pharisees did. We should instead seek kingdom and God's will. The questions we should be asking are how do I get to be in the will of God and exactly where he wants me to be? That may not be a platform. That may mean that we never minister on a platform and that's okay. Every part of the body is important, even more so the parts of the body that we can't see. And I think what's important to remember that from the scripture is that God opens doors. Our greatest goal should be to just be where God places us, right? So how do we know that Jesus entered by the sheep's gate? How can we tell that he came in the right way and that he didn't climb the fence like the Pharisees? We didn't physically see him come through a gate. Well, Jesus explains further. He says the sheep hear the voice of the shepherd and they follow him wherever he goes and they listen to him because they are familiar with his voice. If we are connected to God, we can spot the shepherd. We can spot the will of God. We can spot the Holy Spirit. Those people who were connected to God recognize the voice of the shepherd. They recognize Jesus as God sent. That's the only way we can tell when the true shepherd comes in the right way. We have to be connected to the shepherd. Jesus says that they will run away when a stranger calls them. It's going to scare them because they don't recognize the voice. When we are connected to God and the enemy tries to come in with sneaky lies and tries to disguise himself as the will of God, we will run. Have you ever had anyone try to disguise themselves as the will of God to you? Or maybe you justified them in your brain to be the will of God? Maybe an improper relationship, a toxic relationship, a boy or a girl that acts like they know Jesus, maybe a job that is acting like it's the will of God for your life or a gift from God, but they came in through the back door, but you would not recognize that if you were not connected to God, you would get gobbled up by that thief. That's why it's so important that we stay connected to God so we recognize the true shepherd and the true will of God when it walks in through the sheep's gate. Well, apparently none of these people were sheeps of God because they had no idea what Jesus was talking about. They were super confused, as is what we normally see from them. So Jesus breaks it down even further and he makes it super plain for them. He says, okay, Please really listen to me this time again because it's important. He says, truly, truly, I say unto you, I am the sheep's gate, okay? And anyone who came before me to try to sway you, they are thieves and crooks. But my sheep already knew that. I am the way. And if you enter by me, you will be able to go in and find pasture. But that pesky thief, his only goal is to what? Say it with me. His only goal is to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came to give you something good, unlike that thief. I came that you would have an abundant life because I am the good shepherd. All those other shepherds who came before me, they're not the good shepherd. I am. I am the one you want. The other guys, they don't care about you, but I would lay my life down for you. 
They wouldn't. And this is just like Scar again. Scar didn't truly care about the lions or the animal kingdom. When he became the king, the animal kingdom at Pride Rock was in shambles because he only cared about power. He didn't care about the animals. A true shepherd puts himself in harm's way, even death for his sheep. This is the kind of shepherd that Jesus is. The other people really don't care about them. He is saying that the leaders don't care about the people, just power. And this is Jesus's way of telling them that he's going to lay his life down for them because he truly cares for them. He truly cares for us. And because of this, God loves Jesus very much. His life is not being taken away from him unwillingly. They're not killing him. He is laying his life down as a sacrifice. The people are divided. This guy for sure has a demon. Why are we listening to this crazy guy? But others are saying, he doesn't have a demon. Could a demon possessed possibly heal a blind man? So they're confused. So now... We're at another feast, and this feast is called the Feast of Dedication, and it takes place in the wintertime. The Feast of Dedication is also known as Hanukkah, and it's an eight-day Jewish festival that commemorates the rededication of the Jewish temple in Jerusalem in the second century BC. So during this feast, Jesus was walking the temple when all of the Jews started to gather around him and said, how long are you going to make us wait? Be straight up with us. Are you the Messiah? Because if you are, just tell us plainly. As if Jesus has not said it plainly many times before, but they want this answer right here and now. And Jesus says exactly what I'm thinking. He says, I already told you and you don't believe me. You've seen God's hand over me through the miracles that I do. What more proof do you need? You don't believe me because you are not my sheep. Jesus goes back to the sheep analogy. If you were, you would already know. My sheep are going to follow me all the way to eternal life. My father gave me these sheep. They are mine and no one can take them away because he is greater than them. Okay, so Jesus says this. And this is already a hard pill for them to swallow, right? But he drops another bombshell. He says, I and the father are one. So after Jesus says this really controversial thing, I'm inviting you to take just a guess at what the people did. Well, they've done it before. So if you said that they picked up stones to try and kill him, then ding, 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 we have a winner. So Jesus asked them, what one of my good works are you trying to stone me for? And then they say to him, it's not because of your good works. It's because you are blasphemous. You are calling yourself a God. But Jesus tells them, isn't it written in your law? You are gods. And here, Jesus is referring to the scripture, Psalms 82. Here, the psalmist is referring to their judges as God. The judges of Psalm 82 were called gods because in their office, they determined the fate of other men. So it's making them godlike. So Jesus says, you called these men gods, and yet me, who the Father consecrated and sent into the world, you say I'm blaspheming because I said I am the Son of God? If I wasn't doing all of these miracles, if I weren't doing any of these works, then you wouldn't have to believe me. But even though you hate me, even though you don't believe me, believe the works, believe the miracles that you see that are plainly in front of you but they wouldn't believe in him. So Jesus left 
And he left for the other side of the Jordan, where John the Baptist was baptizing before. And a lot of people came to follow him because they remembered the words of John the Baptist, and they knew that everything that he had said about Jesus was true. So many people came to believe in Jesus there, and he had a following there. And that is the end of John chapter 10. And I love the discussion that we had in this chapter about Jesus being the good shepherd. There's so much to learn from this passage of scripture about knowing and being connected to the Lord so we can tell the will of God, but also what a good leader looks like, somebody who's willing to lay down their lives for their flock and for their sheep. The suggested reading next week is John chapter 11, and it is such a good one that I have to ask you, if you have not been reading, I suggest that before next week, you just read John chapter 11. I know it's easy to overlook because we've heard this story a million times, but if you really go into it with an open heart, trusting and believing that the Lord is going to speak to you once you read it, you're going to discover that there's so much lying beneath this chapter. And I'm so excited to get into it with you next week. Um, is there going to be a special surprise? I don't know. You'll have to wait and see. I hope you come next week. It's going to be awesome. Do me a favor. Don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. By the way, I didn't mention this earlier, but the bigger platforms for listeners right now is Apple Podcasts. It was Spotify for a long time, and I'm a Spotify listener, so I'm a Spotify stan. All of my Spotify listeners, what's up? But Apple Podcasts and Spotify have been doing this thing where they're teeter-tottering, and right now Apple Podcasts is winning. So shout out to all my Apple podcast listeners, Apple Music, you guys are the bomb. Follow us on the Basic Bible Babe on Instagram and send me a direct message with any questions you'd like to discuss and maybe we can just bring it up in the podcast and discuss it together. I love discussing with you guys. I love interacting with you guys. Most importantly, before we go, I just want to let you know, I hope this podcast is helping us realize the importance of God's word. When I pray before this podcast, I just say like, man, God, I hope that somehow this podcast brings your children closer to you, brings me closer to you. That is the goal of this podcast. And helping us realize the importance of God's word is the goal of this podcast. We need God's word in order to learn God's voice. That way, when Scar comes in and tries to tell us he is the will of God, we will be able to confidently know that he is lying and run away to the true shepherd. Pushy and hairy and stinky. And man, are they ugly. <laughs> oh, surely we lions are not all that bad. Oh, oh scars, just you. Oh, you were afraid it was somebody important. Yeah, you don't like Mufasa. Yeah. I see. Now that's power. Tell me about it. I just hear that name and I shut up. Mufasa. Ooh. Do it again. Mufasa. Mufasa, 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 Mufasa. Ooh, it tingles me. I'm surrounded by idiots.